Hello and welcome past, present, and future Oxies. We are back again with another episode, season two, episode two, with the Ox Life by Nowcap podcast. It's me, April, and we're joined back again with my dear, dear friend, Maman, who is a teacher here in Spain. Hello, everybody again. <laughs> so... This episode, our first episode, we kind of talked about the role of language assistance in the classroom, your experiences with them, things that you like, um, th- your expectations, and your experiences teaching for 12 years. This episode, we're going to talk about you. Okay. <laughs> Everything about Mommin. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you mentioned in the first you mentioned in the first episode that you had worked and you were also an assistant in the U.S. and Ireland. And so, I was in China. In China, yes, I remember, in China. So you have, wow, you have taught, were you teaching Spanish in um, the U.K. and Ireland? Uh, no, not in the U.K. Uh, I was working, the first time that I went uh, abroad, I was working as an au pair in Ireland. Uh, and it was, uh, I, I mean, I had fun, <laughs> but it was, um, a mixing of, of feelings. I had a great experience. I, my, I think that my English improved a lot, mm-hmm. but, uh, I was young and, um, living with, uh, the house family was really nice, you know, but at the end they didn't treat me the way that, uh, I was expecting. Uh, I mean, th- unfortunately, that seems like a norm in yeah. the au pair sphere. Some people get very lucky and some people don't. They um, were nice, but the, the last two weeks they told me we don't have more room. Well, we have a, like a holiday here in like in 10 days. A lot of family is coming, so we don't have a room for you. So you have to go to Spain sooner. So I was like, uh, hello, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what, uh, what? what is going on so i needed to move to dublin uh, and i mean at the end the whole experience was good because i moved to dublin and uh, i had the opportunity to leave to i mean to be there in dublin because mm-hmm. um, i was uh, i was working as an upper in mayo which is in another part of ireland so mm-hmm. i was like really far away from dublin and uh but it was like really good i I learned a lot of interesting words uh, (laughs) that i can teach to my students uh and the whole experience was really good then um when i finished my degree at university i wanted to improve my english so i decided i applied for like uh the language assistant scholarship to go to the uk Uh, i got it but uh, <laughs> my boyfriend at that time broke up with me and it was like really super hard to be in the same school in the same country but guess what wait Mammon, did your boyfriend yeah. go to the same school and, the, and yeah. he also did that he did the exchange i mean yeah he went to we got the same school uh, in wales so he went to Wales and I was like, I don't want to see you anymore. So <laughs> I kind of look for another options. So since God that I was applied, I applied to, I don't know, five, six, seven programs. And uh, I went to the United States, although 
they didn't play me really good. I thought that it was like, it was going to be a great experience. Because, first of all, because it was like really far away from home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that it was going to be really good for me to be far away from my parents in the sense that I kind of need uh, to learn by myself. Um, how, how to be to, independent. Yeah, that's the thing that I think that you need to mature at some times. <laughs> And uh, so I went to Wisconsin, which was wow. like, really, which was really nice. And I lived with a French girl, a German girl, and two guys from South America. Mm-hmm. And uh, the university paid for us the house, and we got money. Uh, so we were like uh, working with teachers sometimes, and we were uh, like, I mean, we were assistants. Some, some of the hours and some of the other hours we were teachers by ourselves and it was the best year of my life uh, wow. it was I don't know like a great experience I met a lot of interesting people uh, living with people f- from different parts of, of the world was I don't know the best we became like a little family every time that we uh, we had a problem uh, we help each other like uh and i have like really good memories with them because um we traveled together like i went to the to vegas and new orleans with this german girl and we asked for a um we called for a taxi and then a limo came to pick us up <laughs> a limo. Uh, yeah and it was great it was really really nice the thing is that we came back uh, well, they are like uh every time that we text each other we call each other little sister or little brother because they are like part of my life uh, and i love them like they are because they were part of they were my family when i was living there yeah uh, and uh so i came back to spain and i started to do a master's degree <laughs> guess who was in my classroom my your ex-boyfriend <laughs> Yeah, and uh, oh my God! So um, after after Easter, we were supposed to we were supposed to start doing some. Uh, oh, we were supposed to start teaching in a university here, teaching Spanish to foreign students. Mm-hmm. But the teacher of the master's degree called me before Easter, and he said he asked me, uh, "Would you like to go to the to China?" And I was like, "What? What? When?" uh like in three days and i was like uh, wait 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 so you have to tell me more details because i don't know chinese and he was like don't worry because everybody speak uh english there so you just i need your passport and that's it and in three days you will have the visa well instead of in three days i went to china like five days after because uh we had like a three or four days of holidays here and obviously the embassy wasn't was closed yeah and uh so i went to china and uh it was like really uh, to tell you the truth it was like really hard at the beginning because he lied to me so to say because nobody could could speak uh, english oh, no. and uh, everybody was taking photos of me without asking because they thought that i was really uh gorgeous for them whatever <laughs> uh and it was like a shock culture because yeah. after you come, like, you know, China and the United States are completely different. And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that, you know, uh, that because the Philippines and Canada are completely different. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, and the teaching style is completely different too. In China, Chinese students are used to repeat what the teacher says. Yeah. Uh, I tried to play with them different games and they were like, they maybe at the beginning they thought that I was crazy. In fact, <laughs> the first word that I learned was uh, in Chinese was uh, how to say crazy. R. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, they thought that I was crazy, because I kind of forced them to sound, to play, to move around, and whatever. Uh, at the beginning, I was like happy or super excited to go everywhere, but I had two weeks that it was like really tough for me, because uh, uh, because of the cultural. Yeah, but and after the two weeks, were you able to adapt? Or yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the students were really nice to me and the teachers who were working in the Spanish department were like super nice to me. They took me to different parts. Uh, we went to Beijing and like they were really, really nice. And uh, even one of them came to Sevilla, which is a city in the south of Spain to study a master's degree a year later, a year after this. And uh, she even stayed in my house. She really? met my family. and Yeah. That's so amazing. Um, so one of yeah, your yeah. one of your students or one of the teachers? One of the teachers, but I, I had one I had those students were supposed to come to Spain the year after that. That's why I was there because their in oh. their Spanish level wasn't that good and they were going to come here to study at university. So I was helping them to get prepared to study here. So I met I don't know, five, six, seven of them uh here in Spain. Uh that's amazing. Years after. That's, yeah, so that's, that's so cool. And uh, that um but you've been able to you've been an you've been like a language assistant, Spanish language assistant and yeah. also learning English in many different countries. So I feel like you kind of you know what it's like to be a language assistant as well. And I see I feel I feel that especially there are some teachers in the school that have done the similar things and then I feel like they just understand us language assistants a little bit more. They yeah. are more patient with us, especially in the beginning when we're struggling with the language or struggling with culture shocks. Um, uh, struggling with the knee. <laughs> <laughs> with the knee. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally just the stress of the stress of bureaucracy. Cause I'm sure you've had to do it going to China, going to the U S not in, yeah. not in the UK, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. So you, when do you think you really improved your English? Do you think it was in the UK or do you think it was in the US? In the US. Really? And why? What, what do you think changed? What do you think made that? Cause like, I feel like whenever we're learning a new language, there's always like a click in your brain. And then suddenly things start becoming easier. Words start coming out of your mouth easier and you feel more comfortable. What was that click? When I went to Ireland, everybody, like, I, I was young, first of all, and I thought that I had a really good level, but I didn't have a, <laughs> I, I had at least a decent level. Like, uh, the English that I learned wasn't real, mm -hmm. uh, but I went, I mean, I, it wasn't real because... Um, it's not like day-to-day -day English. It's, that's it. Like, um, I <laughs> and people from that part of Ireland had a really difficult accent and uh, i think they also have a lot of slang yeah 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 and i mean i really love it thanks to them i really i think that right now i understand iris and uh 
more difficult actions uh, better because of them. So the thing is that I went to the States and uh, the click was being so, that I was surrounded by uh, American students or people who weren't from my culture. I mean, I was okay. living with this Mexican guy and this Colombian guy. Uh, we had dinner together, but one of our um, phrases or mottos was uh, speaking Spanish was forbidden for us in, when we oh. were uh, surrounded by other people. So it was like really stupid <laughs> to say because we were cooking or having dinner. Uh, and uh, uh, the three of us could speak in Spanish, of course. But when we were with uh, other people, we could we never speak in in Spanish. Uh, so we were we had dinner speaking in English. I met a lot of like for me. Uh, I don't know, but maybe I was at the beginning it was different, but at the end I was speaking English twenty four hours, so to say. Uh, yeah. And you were I'm like surrounded by yeah. English. I think that's what helps. Because I know that a lot of language assistants come to Spain, not only for the, the experience in the classroom, but also to experience Spain, but also to learn Spanish. Yeah. And I think that whenever you are surrounded by native speakers or you, are, you interact with native speakers, it just like accelerates the process mm -hmm. of learning the mm -hmm. language. Um, so I remember we talked about this. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I remember one of the things that you told me that uh, you, it's kind of like in Spain, they teach you like practical English or like from the book and you don't really learn like the day-to-day -day English. And I remember mm -hmm. you telling me that when you went to the US, you were amazed at how much people swore or said bad words. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted you to teach the real Spanish. Like, um, I, do you remember that one day yes. I, I asked you, would it be okay if you come to the classroom and teach them like some nasty words? Because at the end, <laughs> that's what they are going to hear. I remember that at the end of that year, one of the teachers, who, by the way, is right now in Spain, and I will meet her like if not today, tomorrow. Uh, she told me, you are like a college girl. And I was like, I mean, uh, what do you expect me to do? I am surrounded by them. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. true that I was saying a lot of nasty words. And when I am mad uh, in English, I say a lot of nasty words. But at the end, that's reality. Knock, knock. <laughs> no, but I thought it was very interesting because I feel like not a lot of teachers, well, I had... I hadn't, I hadn't encountered teachers who were like, hey, let's teach the students these bad words and how to use them properly in a sentence because if they go abroad, they're going to be surprised. And I think you said That's something, it. I think you said something really funny because like the students were a little bit shocked at first. And then you said something to them like, it's not like we don't say bad words in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of your experience, you know, um, learning English, teaching Spanish abroad. What was the most useful for you when learning English and how do you apply that to your teaching style? What was the most useful thing when I learned English? Uh, mm -hmm. And how do you apply it when you teach them in the classroom now? Well, uh, 
when I started to learn English, it's true that my teacher was always insisting that we should watch TV in English or listen to the mm -hmm. radio every day. And I didn't pay attention because I was a teenager. And I mean, I love English. That's why I'm, uh, I became an English teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is something that I do every day, uh, that I try to watch uh, all, the all, all the times that I spend in front of the TV. Uh, I try to not to waste my time. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the sense that uh, everything is in English. When I am cooking, I'm, I try to listen to the radio in English because I think that I can learn a word uh, every day or maybe I didn't hear that word for like, mm -hmm. I don't know, two years. And the, it suddenly came back into my, my the vocabulary that I use. Um, but maybe for me, it was, I don't know, the, the teachers that I had were like really helpful uh, and they were like really nice. Uh, I became an English teacher because of my, the first English teacher that I have. Oh that I had she was from um, from the UK and her name was Natasha and she uh, taught me English in a easy way and I became one of the well apparently one of the best students in the classroom and uh, she was like super nice and I love English because of her I don't know where she is right now <laughs> but uh, thanks to her uh, and it's funny because my brother and I we had her. My brother hates English, but I love it. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I think that watching or listening to English every day will help you. Or in this case, if you are trying to learn Spanish, try to watch and listen uh, a lot of Spanish uh, soap opera so yeah <laughs> because right now you are really lucky uh when i was learning spanish i remember that i went to the kiosk to buy magazines because mm -hmm. at that time the backstreet boys were really trendy so i remember <laughs> to i remember buying um like mini books with all the different lyrics from uh, yeah from the songs and i was memor like learning them by heart or memorizing them uh but you're really lucky today or nowadays mm. you can find everything on, or you can find everything on internet uh you yeah have access to a lot of things. and i think so like you, sorry I think like one thing that i do a lot that really helped me is like sometimes you know sometimes you're just too lazy to listen yeah. and watch something in another language you just you just want to relax but like you said i don't want i want to take advantage of the time that i'm relaxing and watching tv to learn something as well so although i'll watch something in english i always put the subtitles in spanish and then maybe yeah there's a phrase that they say in english that i also always say and i want to know how to say it in spanish so then i read the subtitles mm -hmm. um but i noticed that like i feel like when we were in class together, you were always encouraging them to watch series. You would use series to teach different grammar points. And I think it's one of the best ways really to learn another language because my boyfriend, Javi, that's how he learned how to speak English so well as mm -hmm. well. He, mm -hmm. he loved rap music, he loved hip hop, and then he, he learned English that way. And actually it's so funny, this year I have, um, a student 
in second bachillerato avanzado. So he speaks really good English. His mm -hmm. name is Omar and he's like gay. And I'm like, Omar, how did you learn? Um, I was like, why are you so good at English? And he's like, because I'm gay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, the gays watch RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. <laughs> and like, his, his, like, his, his vocabulary, when I come in, he's like, hey, bestie, work. Like literally the <laughs> Like they learned, wow. they learned it from watching RuPaul's Drag Race. He's like, April, the gays, we just watch RuPaul and we learn English. <laughs> and I think it's so funny because like some of my students, like him and this one of this other student um, that I had in Parla, I could tell, I was like, I know they're watching RuPaul because the things that come out of their mouth is like straight from this TV show. Uh -huh. um, but yeah. I want, I forgot to ask you, while you were, while you were in school, you mentioned that, uh, that your teacher, Natasha, inspired you and motivated mm -hmm. you to be an English teacher as well. While you were in school, did you have a native English, like a language assistant? Because you said no, that Natasha No, because that program started, uh, I don't know how many years ago, but I didn't have, like, in fact, my first English teacher uh, knew less English than me because really? I uh, yeah I started um, oh the uh, I don't know I started learning English maybe when I was eight or seven years old and uh, it was funny because <laughs> that teacher was um, from my hometown so he was learning English at the same time that I was learning English oh. uh, and my parents decided that uh, I should improve my English so they took me to an academy and Natasha was teaching me in this academy oh. so I only had native speakers in outside the school like I, after her I had an Australian uh, teacher who was good I didn't like her because I was a teenager and uh, and I had her for a long time but I, I mean I I think that I learned a lot of English because I had them outside of the school at that time uh, it wasn't it was not really common to have uh, a native speaker in the classroom. I don't know when the program started, but I think uh, that is something really good for the students because the thing is that they can see that the English that we are teaching them is real because, yes, you know, uh, when I teach them, if you go to Ireland, nobody's going to ask you, how are you? They are going to ask you, what's the crack? And they are yeah. like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> But if you have an Irish um, assistant with you in the class, they can see the reality. And mm -hmm. uh, that is really good. That I think, that's, really, really I think good. that's that's a really good point because now that they have this NALCAP program, bring language assistants to the classroom, you can, like, you were fortunate enough to be able to go to an academy and then you had your native teacher in the academy. But a mm -hmm. lot of students, especially students in public schools, especially my students in Parla, um, they, they wouldn't have that opportunity to ever mm -hmm. be, have a, a native speaker teach them English. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good point. And I didn't know, I don't know when, I'm not, I'm, I should, I should know when <laughs> now Cap well, started. Yeah. We can take a look after this. <laughs> we'll but, Google it. But maybe it was 10 years ago. I don't think the, maybe 12, but not more. Now Cap is the most popular and the one that has that um, brings the most language assistance to to Spain. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Mamen, 
for thank you. <laughs> no thank you so much for your time thank you for sharing your stories especially your experiences in in the u.s in the uk in ireland in china it was so interesting you're a great teacher I miss you so much. I miss you too. I miss you I so much. I, I genuinely haven't like, I, there's a lot of really great teachers, but I remember that one thing that you always did with um, your students was you gave them obviously the class material, but extra resources, extra opportunities. You would try to, you did so many like, um, uh, you did so many like, little contests so that they can win prizes, things that weren't in the curriculum. And, and it just shows like how much you care and you want people to succeed because not a lot of teachers in my experience, even, even teachers in Canada, um, they'll teach you the things in the book and that's it. But you gave them extra. You went the book and beyond. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. No, <laughs> it's true. And we're, we're so grateful. And I'm sure your students are so grateful to have you um and thank you again for doing the second episode of the podcast i feel like this is a full circle moment because actually the first episode of the first season like the first episode i ever did we mentioned memorable moments and i told them one of my most memorable moments is that one of the teachers at my school you invited me to their wedding so <laughs> what what better way to start off the first two episodes of the next season of this podcast than with the teacher that invited me to their wedding. We, we need their babies. <laughs> yes. In the future. Yeah. Um, it'll be, in the future, we'll be like, oh, yeah. we'll, be, we'll come back and be like, so how's life, you know? In five what? years. <laughs> like, where the, the, what is it, that, that segment that's like, where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you again, and thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens to this podcast. If you like listening to our experiences and stories, make sure to follow and subscribe to the Ox Life by Nalcap podcast. The Nalcap program also has an Instagram, which is Nalcap Spain, as well as a TikTok, which is also Nalcap Spain. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and hope to hear you, see you, listen to you, interact with you in the next episode. Bye!